Welcome to episode three of the Blokebusters podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Paul. And today we will be discussing Dread 3D. Well, we saw this just a few days ago on opening night, actually. <laughs> if you don't count the <laughs> midnight premiere, if they had one. I'm and sure they did. So we saw this not too long ago, and the basic plot of the film is just... <laughs> the plot is basic, yeah. is the film. Yeah. <laughs> the basic plot of the film is incredibly basic. The plot. Yes. Yeah. Judge Dredd is given a newbie to look after. Mm. She takes them to a gigantic skyscraper, which is basically mm. a city within a city. And when they're there, they come across a crime that has occurred. They get a suspect in custody. And this newbie, being a bit psychic, realizes that the suspect is the person they're looking for. At which point, the entire city is shut down, so they can't leave. And the boss basically says, everyone inside kill the judges now i know what you're thinking you saw this movie with japanese subtitles but (laughs) this is not the raid redemption yeah (laughs) unfortunately it was not the raid redemption yeah yeah Ooh, big crime boss uh get him boys and yeah hunt him down and uh let's see all the fun that happens except for there is no incredibly awesome martial arts (laughs) no yeah yeah, which uh, that definitely would have added to it, I think, having at least some martial arts <laughs> Some in there. slow motion martial yes. arts, right? <laughs> yes, yes. I, I'm sure that they could have squeezed another slow motion shot in there somewhere. <laughs> hey, they had to push that 3D somewhere. <laughs> yeah, so... And, of course... That was about the plot. Yeah, yeah that, that, that was pretty much the plot. And, of course, for those of you who haven't listened to the other podcast, we will be spoiling this. So, don't <laughs> listen if you haven't seen the film. Actually, no. Listen, don't see the film. <laughs> yes, we. This will be more entertaining than the film. I can promise. See, yeah. yes, there's uh, agreement across the board. Across all species. <laughs> uh, now, I will just throw in a little bit of info. I looked it up on Monday. With this being the Monday after the opening weekend, this film cost forty-five million dollars to make. It was released on the 17th of September in the UK, and from that release date to Monday, being the 24th, it had made a grand total of $6.3 million, Wow! which I think, I think the stats I looked at said that per theatre that came to just about $4,250 per theatre. I, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's currently running a 76% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I'm, seems... I'm ex- sorry? <laughs> exactly, 76. I, I, the I world can, has gone mad. <laughs> I, I can see that if it's going solely based on Carl Urban and the person who played the main crime boss, because to be honest, those two were good in their roles. That is your opinion. Yes. <laughs> I, I will say, I will say I, that I enjoyed are. Lena Headey as the gang leader. Uh, Sorry if we don't really get names going here, but we don't really remember it that well, which probably shows... I was just thinking of other things I could be doing yeah. <laughs> other than wearing these stupid glasses. But, but yeah. I did not enjoy his Batman impression. Okay. You know what I mean. Yes, I know what you mean. I was the... just waiting for him to ask, where are the other drugs? 
And he never did, and I would have enjoyed it if yeah. that had happened. I was like, oh, he's, yeah, they get that the movie's shit. Yeah, all right. <laughs> okay, it was Batman-esque, I'll give you that. But I, I did feel that he, like, going back to when I saw the Judge Dredd film with Sylvester Stallone, which is a classic piece of cinema, I'm sure anyone will agree. Definitely compared to Sylvester Stallone, Judge Dredd, this guy is so much better. <laughs> like, I have no comparison. I, I would not I, bother I, to see that other film. I mean, like, the way that... Unfortunately, it's one of those things of... If you know more about the comics, then you might forgive Dredd for how he talks and a little bit of how he acted in the film because... Dread is a really complicated character. And over the comics, like the comics have been going for, I'm going to get this wrong, 30 years or so. And the comics go in real time. So if a year passes in our time, then a year has passed in the comics. And so much has happened to Dread and like opinions change and stuff that he does. He regrets and things like that. And it's uh, so seeing this Dread, it's like, okay, this is. They're trying to show this is Dredd at the beginning of his career, and I think there there was something that said if it makes enough money, they're they're going to look into doing a second and possibly a third film, looking more into just the world as it is, rather than let's break into this one place. Yes. <laughs> try to survive for yeah. ninety minutes. Yeah, it, it was basically a tower defense film. It, it really was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're into tower defense. <laughs> This could be this your thing. This is the thing. film for you. This could yeah. be your bag, baby. If you need a, hide, a place to hide out for an hour and a half and you have $11 wanting, you want to burn in your wallet, <laughs> then Dread 3D is the place for you. I will say that I was a little bit annoyed that 3D was the only one we could go and see. Because when we went on the Friday, the only showings were, as far as I could tell, at half past 12 in the afternoon, I think, was that one. And then at about quarter to midnight. Well, Every yeah. other showing is, was 3D. Yes, uh, yes. This is a so, prelude to my rant. But yeah. uh, <laughs> that is part of my issue, is that they want you to see the 3D film. The yeah. 3D film is more expensive, or the ticket is more expensive. Of course, they're only going to offer a couple show times yeah. that, you know, you, if you get up at 6 a.m., you can go yeah. see. Or if you want to stay up till 3 a.m., you can go see that one. Yeah, but, yeah, of course they're going to have five times as many showings in 3D. I, I do think they must have done that because they thought they would make their money back that way because, I mean, Batman came out. That was in 3D and in 2D. I really wanted to go and see the IMAX version of that, uh, but couldn't, yeah. <laughs> annoyingly. But, uh, you know, so there were always the 2D and the 3D showing of pretty much any big film that comes out that is in 3D. And with this, it was just this 3D. Here's your ticket. It's like, no way, give me the choice at least. You know. But, yeah, you know, we'll come back to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, uh, going basically into the characters, you have Carl Urban as Judge Dredd, who is, I think, only referred to as Judge Dredd twice in the film. The rest of the time, it's just, just Dredd. Dredd. Hence the name of the film, I'm sure. Which... Well, it's not named for the feeling I left the theater with. No, okay. no, I don't. Uh... I don't think that was the intention. <laughs> Just a little too much on the head. There. Just a little bit. Um, and so he is. Uh, he's been on the force. Like he's a legend at this point. 
and uh, he's been on the force clearly a long time. I'm going to assume longer than 20 years, basically because there's another character later who mentions he's been working for 20 years, and he said Dredd had been working longer than him. So chances are he's been working longer than 20 years. And he is brought in and told that he has a newbie. But this newbie has failed the test to become a judge. The reason they're even giving her a chance is that she is a psychic mutant. Psychic being the only mutant part of her, apparently. <laughs> it's like everyone else has died of cancer. Yes. and She would be made fun of in Xavier School, too. Yeah. Yes. She would not have a lot going on for her. So, so, so we see this character who, I can't tell you the name, really, it's, she made that much Anderson. of an impression on me. Anderson. Anderson, yes. Mrs. Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> um, so, she is basically given to Judge Dredd for a trial run, as it were. Yes. Dredd gives her the spiel of, if you lose your gun, you fail. If you make any mistakes, you fail. If your shoe comes untied, <laughs> you fail. <laughs> the basic, like, you think he's coming strong. If you ask strong, a question, you but, fail. Yeah. But uh, the rookies are given the run of the assessment. So she picks, oh, there's a call at this one building. A couple people go flying off a balcony. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, they, Long story short. Yeah, a couple of people have gone flying off a balcony and landed in the court of this building. And so they go. pop like a party yeah. balloon. So after they decide to go to this, you see a little bit of the inside of this building before they get there. You find out at the very top of the building is this woman played by Lena... Heedy. Heedy, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you said it before, but I am terrible with names. Oh, no, no, no. And so That's a she name is. I remember. remember. <laughs> she is the big boss. She owns pretty much everyone in the building, uh, which consists of 200 floors. Uh, I don't know if they said the number. She would be the player in Grand Theft Auto after you've conquered all of your gang territory. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you start out with a lot of gangs, and then it's just you at the end, and that's that's her. And so you've you've seen a little bit earlier that she was responsible for these bodies being flying off. And what happened was she gave these people a drug, which you find out she is manufacturing, or yes. at least she is employing people to manufacture in the building, which very, is called yeah. Slow Mo. Very clever, that yes. name. We will give you five <laughs> seconds to try and figure out what, what this, this drug, drug does. Five, it, four, it slows time down for you. <laughs> it is not related to cocaine. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's uh, called speed up. Yeah. And of course, it doesn't speed your reactions up whatsoever. It no. just... Let it does, not, it does not alter physics. <laughs> yeah. Just lets you sit there seeing things happen at 1% the normal speed. Now, they don't ever actually state how long this lasts. Which no, I it thought seems would to be have been very something. brief. It seems, you know. Uh, well, it's very brief. In real time. Yeah, in real yeah. time. <laughs> However, there were a couple of points where it seemed to be going on longer than it really would have. Yes, because these gentlemen the flying off of this, yeah. you know, The, the intention balcony. is that 200 floors they experience entirely at 1%. Yeah, who knows? It could have yeah. felt like a year. It could have felt like a week, uh, an yeah, hour, I mean, it's, 10 uh, minutes. Who knows? It's, so, it's, I didn't expect this film to go into that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I, but... 
spoiler, anytime the slow-mo is used, ooh, get ready to put on your 3D glasses, folks, because you're in for a ride. Oh, yes. Oh, you're going to see some curling smoke coming at you. You'll see probably a bullet or two. Oh, yes, bullets in in 3D. People dying in slow motion is normally part of that. Yes. But I particularly enjoyed the drug use in 3D. That's, you know, really made me want to just go out and buy some drugs. And, of course, something... Something that I really (laughs) notice as well. The same music every time they took said drug. The... Yeah, just like... As if we hadn't figured out what just was like happening. Just like a subwoofer just being turned up <laughs> or turned down, whatever, you know, and just, uh, just awful, awful, awful. But. And the other thing that I find a bit anachronistic is they say halfway through the film, whatever, that it's 1% of normal time. Earlier in the film, you see Judge Dredd coming after some people who are taking the drug, and the person is going, George. No. <laughs> Now, is that 1%? No, but I was just realizing, if it is 1%, we could, you know, if we were math nerds, figure out terminal velocity of oh, yeah. those people flying, and then extrapolate how long they experienced. But, yeah. well, hopefully we, reach, hopefully we reach Twitter far us. enough that someone will be able to figure that out. Or maybe yeah. one day we'll be bold enough to figure do it out ourselves. how far they fall, if it was, the, what, 39 floors or something? Yeah. Well, if you calculate the... Uh... Yes. <laughs> okay, so... Yes, as we said, basic tower defense film, they are bursting their way up through because the big bad judge locks it down, so they're not getting out, no one's getting in, and everyone in the entire complex is told, until the judges are dead, no one's getting out. (laughs) So everyone who is in the gang, and quite a few other people besides, take up arms and position themselves all around, so... These two judges are trying to protect this one suspect, who is the entire reason that they're stuck there. Mm-hmm. And, if and they, they had... could have just killed him and oh, been done with it, oh, but yeah. no. And of course, the one thing where it comes to most films fall down on it is, if you hadn't stopped to tell that homeless man off, you would have been outside when the shutters came down. I mean, obviously they were showing that Judge Dredd is completely, like, anyone breaking the law will get in trouble. When they turn up, there's a homeless man and he says, right, if you're not here when we get back, nothing will happen. If you're still here, you're going to prison or cryostasis, whatever it was that they were calling it. They're cubes, I don't know. Yes, the cubes. Yes, Um, go the cubes. And so when they come back, when they're about to leave, he's still there. Judge Dredd said, right, I told you, five years and whatever it is. And then about 20 seconds later, the shutter comes down. Now, 20 seconds, they would have been out. You know, this whole film wouldn't have happened. uh, (laughs) If only. (laughs) (laughs) We could have saved ourselves the ball. I would have been so happy if I'd seen 3D credits at that moment. (laughs) Well, maybe, because then you'd be like, yeah, $11 for that. Yeah. Whatever. You were probably like that anyway. Yes, I was. <laughs> so, yes. so these two characters bursting their way up, coming across various gangs, killing everyone that they come across. They get about halfway, and then the boss basically tries to gun them down with multiple machine guns. Oh, yeah, yeah, like three fifty caliber yeah. <laughs> machine guns. Uh, now, that, that scene yeah. I actually did enjoy. Like The, the way they shot that. 
and how you could see the building just disintegrating around them with the bullet. I thought that was quite It was good. a long uh, special effects shot. Yeah, yeah. It, it could was, have been much shorter. It was definitely longer than it needed to be. However, given that this film runs at one hour and 36 minutes, and that's including the credits, I think maybe they could have put a few they more some other filler. shots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so that then happens. After which, the psychic judge basically goes to work on the suspect that they have and gets the information that the crime boss was stopping them to get out (laughs) to get the information, which is the drugs are being manufactured entirely on site, which, as I'm sure anybody would agree, is the best model for doing (laughs) this. I mean, let's say someone finds it, and of course you then are completely out of business. <laughs> it's like, yeah, maybe buy another place somewhere and have it go Listen, kids, there. if you're going into the drug business, don't make it at home, okay? Yeah. Rent a warehouse. Yes, yeah. That's the lesson. Yes, because, you know, we, we want to inform all wannabe drug lords of the correct procedures for this. Just common sense, but you may not all have it, so that's well, what we're Well, if you're going to be a drug lord, then... <laughs> you can be a smart drug lord, okay? Yeah. Just... True. We all have our flaws. Yeah. <laughs> all right, anyway, so. don't cook at home, kids. <laughs> so, this scene is showing the basic strength of this psychic judge. He can go into someone's mind, completely mess with them, pull any information out that she wants, mm. apparently. Can make them think things are happening that aren't. And after this... No psychic abilities are used, period. No. After that that scene. They missed a huge opportunity to foreshadow that ability early on in the film. Maybe like 30 seconds or 20 seconds of her starting to do that with someone else. I mean, they asked her to kind of pinpoint who was on the other side of that mirror, the double mirror. Yeah, it was... But it wasn't to that level. So you didn't really know what her abilities truly were. It was just, tell me about the person next to me... He's a judge. Yeah. <laughs> He's angry. It's like, it's like nothing yeah. you wouldn't know just looking at He's the probably guy. got a five o'clock shadow. Yeah. yeah. Bit of a husky voice, yeah. you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if they'd shown a little bit of that, because that wasn't th- that bad of a scene. Uh, yeah. And I'm being, not being all that generous. It wasn't yeah. actually that bad of a scene. Yeah. And... I would have liked to have seen that develop a little more other than just being it shown, shown once and then yeah. we're done. No well, more I mean, psychic ability. Well, sk- skipping ahead a little bit, obviously she gets captured because like, obviously every woman in an action film needs to be captured <laughs> so that someone yes. can be rescued. <laughs> and at no point does she use her ability on anyone. Even when the guy... like I really thought when she was uh, sitting there like handcuffed and the guy that they had captured as a suspect was getting ready to kill her i really thought they were going to go the way of okay he's not realized that this is all happening in his own head and she's out of the handcuffs and probably going to kill him they instead go the other route which is remember the id thing that we showed you on the gun at the beginning of the film this is what's going to save it it's like really you have this person who has immense psychic powers and you're going to go with the technology saving us. It's like, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> and and skipping ahead again, you might think, oh, okay, well, she'll use her powers later in the film. She's incapacitated during the final fight within five seconds. It's like, you don't want this character in the film. She's just here Why, to get you yeah. some information. Why did you hire a pretty girl 
But anyway, uh, that was skipping ahead a bit. Um, oh, please, I, can we skip to the end? <laughs> skip to the end. Yes, thank yes. you, <laughs> thank you, Mister Bisley. <laughs> oh, if anyone gets that, I love you. Okay. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> we really hope you do. <laughs> but, so, Wood, yes. Wood Harris is that. Just wanted to bring up was the name of the uh, man in custody. Ah, yes. not Woody Harrelson, unfortunately, which yes. would have been probably entertaining. That, but that, <laughs> that does sound like Woody Harrelson's rap name. Wood Harris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, we want the royalties, Mister House. Anyway, so yes, so after the immense gun attack, Dread kills the second in command. Which, you know, that, yeah, any game where you're playing and you come to the halfway point with the big, well, it's the second in command. You kill them, you move on. <laughs> you think it's the big boss? It's not the big boss. No. no. Of course, Dread is a bit savvy and knows this is the case <laughs> and actually gets rid of this guy who's been a thorn in their side for so long by chucking him off the uh, the balcony, which, you know, seems to be a staple. And make him take some slow-mo. Yes, which... No, no. Doesn't he? Not oh, that not guy, that no. one. Oh, see, that yeah, is just forgotten. drag out of the smoke and over. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Very unceremonious. Yeah. And, of course, you think, okay, this is the guy that actually pushed him over in the first case. He's kind of just doing a bit of payback because, of course, everyone else has just been shot in one way or another. So, at this point... The big boss calls in the four corrupt policemen, because there are always corrupt policemen in these worlds, to come in and get rid of Dread themselves. This doesn't work. Surprisingly. Yeah. (laughs) One of them, however, after many fights shown, actually manages to shoot Dread. And then we get the monologue. The brilliant monologue which oh, yes. every bad guy gets. The, the die-hard, yeah. you know, Bruce Willis monologue. The... Yeah, it's like dread... Which I'm not ripping on. Which no, no, no. <laughs> I love those monologues. Yeah, I, you get the monologue through the scene where like, you know, it's talking about how like being corrupt is not an option. There's always the law. Wait, again, I'm going to have to go back very quickly. The callback to the original film, the only callback to the original film, being Judge Red saying the line, I am the law. And he doesn't slur. He's completely, you know, completely... Well, that's right. I've taken a lot of hits to the head. Okay. Uh, true. I understand. <laughs> so you get that scene in the monologue, and then Dredd is shot, and then the guy is going to shoot him in the head, and Dredd says, wait. And then you get the bad guy monologue of, <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I should wait, should I? <laughs> should I? Should I give should a speech really about waiting? Yeah. <laughs> really? The Judge Dredd, who I have right here and I'm going to shoot, has asked me to wait. Well, now I don't should... interrupt me, no, sir. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not finished about my waiting speech. <laughs> I'm going to keep talking until something happens to yeah, me. <laughs> because there's no one else in this building that might And help. you say wait. Yeah. Ha ha. <laughs> and uh, surprise, surprise, he's shot from oh. behind by the sidekick. Because that's what she is. She's not a rookie. She's a sidekick. And, yeah, and of course he does the... No, I want you to wait so that she can shoot you. <laughs> and then very quick battle patch. And then off to the big boss. Who, yeah. at this point, you're thinking, okay, she's settled up in the penthouse. Like, when you see her, she's got several weapons behind her on the wall. And she's got several people that Judge kills immediately when she bursts in. And she has the long discussion about why she's doing it and then you see she's put a remote detonator on her arm 
which basically says, you know, if you kill me, this entire building will be destroyed because of all the explosives I've packed up here on the 200th floor, and this is connected right to it. At which point, Dredd says, well, I wonder how far this goes, and promptly shoves her out the window (laughs) down to the ground floor. If you haven't figured it out at this point, this seems to be the only way that anyone of any importance dies in this film. In this world, yes. The only difference being the suspect they had in custody has his hand blown off because he tries to use a judge's gun and the ID doesn't match, as I said earlier. And does he just die from blood loss off screen? Because I don't think she shoots him after that. I had already died of boredom, (laughs) so I was was already flatlined. I'm deferring to your expertise. He is assumed as dead. You never see him again. So he's just dead. Yeah, and of course he gives us, and he gives her some slow mo. Yeah, he gives her. I don't think we mentioned is an asthma inhaler. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, that's the coolest delivery in the future is an asthma inhaler. Oh yeah, (laughs) all those kids you make fun of at high school that are just sort of in the corner wheezing a little bit. They're actually the coolest kids. Because they are tripping balls. (laughs) (laughs) In in one percent of the time, one percent of real time. Oh yeah. So, big bad boss dies. Um, actually, I thought, like, you know, the fact that she was pushed off and just lands and everything, like, same way everyone else mm-hmm. of importance has died. The way they showed it, hated I, it. you hated it? I, I thought, it. like, obviously, there probably would have been a bit more sort of rather than just and the face land. The, the plexiglass uh, <laughs> reverse shot. It's a reverse shot underneath where you would be under the floor of yeah. the plexi, like, plexiglass and then it just fills up with blood. And that's kind of something I wanted to talk about was the violence in the film. I am not anti-violent by any means. I love yeah. Raid Redemption. Oh my God! One of the most <laughs> violent films, which my I, partner here has to see. I, but, I uh, promise you, I will see it. By the it next is time one of the most brutally violent films, but it works within the context of the film. And I thought so many times it was in dread. It was just used as a gratuitous kind of ploy. Uh, look, oh, here's a gunshot right to the head. We're not going to cut away. Whoa, ooh, yeah. aren't we cool? And I just felt it was not genuine in no. that respect. It was just they went for it every time. I think almost every time, just to show as much brutality as they could. Yeah, and especially it, in slow mo. And yeah. I mean, I love Quentin Tarantino, and I love you know like True Romance and stuff, and incredibly violent films. But I never felt like that in those films. I was just bored with it. Like, okay, another gunshot to the head, another arm flying off. Yeah, the the biggest problem with this film, like the violence to begin with, it looks kind of cool. You go with it, it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, they're they're actually trying to go a bit gory with this. And then by about the halfway point in the film, you realize they're not doing anything different at all with the violence. It's just more basic violence. And then some, like, some. Yeah, and that's. And violence in films can be used to further a story, it can be used as. That is how that character is. There, you know, it can help move the story along. It just doesn't need to be there to be there. I actually just thinking about it. I'm really annoyed because the best death in the entire film was the first person you see Judge Dredd shoot when he fires the hot shot into their head, and you see the head oh, glow. Yeah. Everyone else is just. Like shot through the face with a normal bullet, like chopped off. It's like really, this was mm-hmm. actually thinking about it. But he did have to deliver a line about being a hot shot. Oh yeah, <laughs> come on. Yeah, that, I thought that was a nice way of kind of introducing it. it was just like, like what? What are you looking at? Hot shot. What do you say? I said 
hot shot. And the gun goes, hot shot, fire, dead. But, okay, dreadful pun aside, no mm. pun intended. <laughs> On our own dreadful puns. We're allowed, damn it. We're not oh, making yes. films. Yeah, we really. just rip them apart. Yeah. We're the ones making this, come on. Yes, um, but puns but, aside. Yeah, that, that was probably the best death and I, I figured like give the second in command that one somehow like yeah I understand it's oh this is the introduction to we have so many different types of ammunition and we can do all this stuff with it because during the assault he runs through all the different sorts of ammunition with the exception of hotshot which he never uses again apparently you only get one hotshot yeah. <laughs> and, and not per magazine just per day it per, seems yeah is that a quota I don't know <laughs> You can only kill one person in a really cool way a day. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sa- same with Inferno as well. Like he changes clips about three or four times in the film, and there's one hot shot and one Inferno shot, and that is it. You think you <laughs> could give him two hot shots or two Infernos? I don't yeah. know. Just hey, may- save yourself a category. Maybe it's these are stored in the gun specifically mm-hmm. for use, and they're not in the clip. But even then, that's... I don't know. That's trying to... I'm not going to use brain power yeah. to try to figure that out. Like, that is trying to give the background behind it a little bit too much credit. Yeah, I, I don't think it was well that, that well thought through. No. Yeah. So, anyway, the final shot that you see being the rookie has said, you know, oh, I lost my gun, so I'm no longer a judge. See ya. And uh, Chief Amelia says, pass or fail. And Dredd says, da 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 Pass. She's a pass. Shocker. Oh, well. <laughs> you know. oh boy, I can't wait till 4D. <laughs> Maybe I'll get to stay home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh it's just like real life. Yeah, we'll, we'll do the, um, to uh, pull from another absolutely classic film, the Riddler's invention of simply stick the antenna on the head, beam to your yes. cranium. But anyway, so that that's So the... now you've seen uh, Dread. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please, please. <laughs> and you've saved yourself 11 to $15 yeah. or $20, I... depending on your market. Yeah. I, mean, I, I will say, if you're in America, wait till it's on Redbox or Netflix, I mean... Red Redbox, I I can see paying one dollar twenty to see this film. It's not mm. so bad that you're just I'm not putting any money towards it. But eleven dollars, no, ten dollars, probably <laughs> I I wouldn't have paid that no. much. Like I I would have paid and to see it in the theater. I think seven would have been my high, and that's three D price. <laughs> yes, and, yes, and if you uh, choose to buy this on DVD, just go ahead and go out into the parking lot and just. Beat yourself in the face with the case uh, until you lose consciousness. And And then uh, when you wake up, try it again. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, you could use it as a, a frisbee. Oh, so yeah, you just bought an expensive frisbee the, the, there? The, it could coaster. For, yeah. And then when you're done with that, if it still works, mm-hmm. you could always try and sell it to Blockbuster if that's still going. Yeah, you might get a dollar out <laughs> yeah. of it. I don't know. But yeah. In complete honesty, this film is not absolutely dreadful. Not, not using a pun, really. That's just how it goes. But it's not really got that many selling points, and I would definitely only see it in 2D, because I think the 3D... No. When it comes to the 3D, the 3D, I felt, added a, a bit, a, a bit of a, a nice perspective <laughs> when it came to some of the shots. I now, felt that I, the way they used I don't it know in that way. You noticed, but there were multiple times that I took off my glasses. I, and, I did see that, and, yeah. I saw no difference, really. <laughs> there was no difference in experience. There was 
Nothing. I mean, a couple times, oh, oh, that fences or that railing is <laughs> kind of fuzzy because I'm sure to have my glasses on. And then I put them on, and oh, it's just a stupid railing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not popping out at you. Well, no. It's, and I actually wrote this down, and I truly believe this. I'm not trying to slam the film. The studio logos at the front were more impressive in 3D than anything else I saw in that film. True. Very true. <laughs> more impressive. They were clearer. They yeah. popped out at you. Yeah, they did that really well. <laughs> I absolutely... I was like, hey, you know, that's 3D. It sucks, <laughs> but that looks all right. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the rest of the film, total shit. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, I do feel that like 3D can add some good perspective to it. And there were a couple of shots in it that I thought... Obviously, we haven't seen the 2D version. Or, well, you saw part of the 2D version, but, uh, but we, haven't <laughs> My own seen, 2D version. we haven't seen all the 2D version to get the full thing. But I did feel there were a couple of shots in there where it looked like there was real definition between background or far away and all around. But for the most part, the 3D was just used as a real gimmick. Which and is what 3D <laughs> yeah. is always used as. Hello, no, it's a gimmick. No, no, no. I no will, don't I go off yet? Say, no, not just yet. <laughs> Like, All right, I, back in the starting block. I was just going to say <laughs> that the 3D in this film is very gimmicky, and as of that, like, I would say like Avatar has been the best 3D film to go and see just because of how that enhanced the look of the film. I'm not saying you should see it in 3D because of that. I'm just glad mm-hmm. I did because I'm such a visual you, preference. Yes, you, are, you lean visually, I lean story. <laughs> now, uh, story does have to be there. Yes, but, but uh, I'd say if we're... Uh, you know, yeah. You do have an inclination uh, towards... And uh, definitely like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. My wife hates 3D. Will not watch films in 3D. We had to see that film in 3D, and she enjoyed it. She said she actually didn't care that she was seeing it in 3D. Well, and I and I thought it, it looked. Right. It gave. <laughs> I know. I thought it gave a really nice look to it as well. I'm sure the yeah. 2D version looked very good, yeah. which probably helped. I mean, 3D. Mm-hmm. I it's think, a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three 3D. I think can really help out a film if it already looks quite good. If it's just an action film with just shooting and like stuff, it's just it no need. Why am I wearing glasses for ninety minutes when you have seven minutes of three D? I know seven minutes of crucial ish proper three D. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even. I'm just guessing, but it had couldn't be much more than that that mattered. Yeah. In, in in their world of making that movie, I mean that that's what I meant with the. With it being gimmicky, is that because you have you have some shots where it's like, okay, this is the three D shot. This is what mm-hmm. they were going for, and then the rest of the film is this is just a two D film, and I'm wearing the glasses. Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, and Avatar. There was always like there was always something where it was like, okay, this bit in the background is obviously feels like it's been pushed out more or avatar just the looking at the world it felt so much like you know that you feel that mountain really far away you get the detail in and something like yeah this film is like this is a corridor this is another corridor there's someone at the end of that corridor (laughs) oh we're inside a door oh look at this it yeah there's no need for the 3d in about 95 percent of this film i would go ahead and say 100 (laughs) and (laughs) one percent okay wait no 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 counting the logos like i said Counting the logos, I will take yes. 99% did not need it. But I really enjoyed that logo. Now, let me tell you what. It's it's worth the price of admission right there, folks. Oh, yes. 
for a magnificently <laughs> dumb logo. You can't go much better. I'm kidding about the price of admission, but damn it, that looked good. I'm telling you. But, uh, that was about all that looked good. Yeah, I myself don't really have too much to add on this film because there's well, not, not much not in film, it to begin no. with. <laughs> no. I did want to just double check with you the... Like, because I said, obviously, I would pay maybe $7 with, and that's with the 3D to see it in the cinema. What would you pay to see it in 3D if you had to? Like, how much? To see Dread. To see Dread, yes. (laughs) Knowing now what I know? Knowing now. I would never watch the film again. (laughs) I, you would have to pay me to go see it in 3D or 2D. (laughs) Or in silent film version. Or Or, Yes. You'd rather You'd pay the to... money to see a blank screen than go and see Dread again. Yeah. I'd go sit in a dark theater and freeze my butt off and play on my phone for 90 minutes rather than be subjected to that again. So that's my answer to that question. And I'm glad I asked. <laughs> All right, then. I will ask you first, then, to give your rating of this Oh, my rating? On okay. our scale. So are we going to skip my 3D rant, I just must ask? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you put the brakes on me, but... No, no I... Uh, you kind of took the wind out of my sails slightly, but that's okay. okay no, do feel free to let our okay, listeners know. Just, if, yes, I don't know. I would like to hear what anyone else has to think. For me, I, I try not to be a snobby film viewer. I, I'm really not. I'm not... Educated in the film world, you've had, have had some schooling in the film world, yeah. Um, and I certainly like a through experience, <laughs> I you know I've watched thousands and thousands of hours of film, yeah. and uh, I've read many books on film, but I still try to like you know, and I like a lot of movies that are stupid and goofball and don't necessarily work out well for most people. Yeah, there's always but, the odd film here and there that yeah, and so like. I'm not saying it's like oh I won't go see that for this reason, but seriously. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> why? Why do we need the 3D? I... Why? Why? Who is this appealing to? And why is every studio pushing for this? Please let this trend end in the next five years, I hope. Oh, my God, please. Everyone's being forced to release it in 3D. The Hobbit is going to be in 3D. Is that actually coming out in 3D? Yes, the Hobbit will be in 3D, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I'm just... I thought so. I thought they were releasing I'm trying it. to think. And I hope to God that wasn't Peter Jackson's idea. But <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, the story in my mind should be good enough to stand alone. Whether it's an action movie, whether it's a comedy, whether it's Jackass, <laughs> which I did see in 3D, you unfortunately. <laughs> it was, once again, the only one showing okay. when we needed to go. You don't need the things in Jackass coming off the screen at you, trust me, <laughs> if you haven't seen that. but I, I've seen Jackass 3... Uh, but you don't I had need to watch it. it on my computer, so I didn't get the 3D thing, and I... It works. It's Jackass. Yeah. It worked well as a TV show for how many years? Yeah. And it's the first two films as well. Yeah. Uh, but it was the third one, so yeah. it needs to be 3D. <laughs> but yeah, it's just a silly gimmick. The first time I ever saw 3D, I remember it. I was in um, uh, Disney World, and... Uh, or Disney. So I always, screw, the, I always screw these up. Disneyland, or whatever, the one yeah. and that's in goddamn Florida. I don't know why I'm swearing because I'm in my rant. And <laughs> <laughs> nothing against Florida Floridians. I love you. But yeah, it was uh, Captain EO, Michael Jackson's like 30 minute I or whatever. I never saw that. But have, you've heard of it. And I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. And it's a 3D it. film. And he had this little like alien friend or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I was like six years old. But it was awesome. <laughs> and that's who 3D should appeal to. Six-year-olds. <laughs> and 
That's about all there is to it. Very rarely does it serve the story. And I refuse to go see it. I kind of wish that I had seen Hugo in 3D. Me too. I believe I trust Scorsese enough that I don't think he would use it gratuitously. That he wouldn't use it haphazardly and where it doesn't need to be. But still, I did see that film in 2D and... I didn't feel lacking. I didn't feel like I missed something. No. Yeah. I don't feel like I missed out on an experience. I don't feel like I needed to give five extra bucks for a ticket. Yeah. And I, I can say, like, um, watching Hugo probably a little bit more recently than you did, some of the shots in that would have looked fucking awesome in 3D, I, I will say. Like, mm. just some of those establishing shots. No. Some of the shots going through the train station... <laughs> I mean, and yeah. there's the rub. That is more important to you, and a story is more important to me. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I, I, I want the dialogue. I want emotion. I want to be moved. I want to experience something I haven't experienced before with these characters. And right. I don't necessarily need a train coming out of the screen at me. And no. I don't, you know, it's... Yeah, and that I, br- brings me to my main point on 3D. I really don't feel that... Watching any 3D film, and I know you probably disagree on this, is going to leave a lasting impression with me. And, I th- and, and I'm talking about an experience I'm going to talk about in a year from now, or right, three okay. years from now, 20 years from now. <laughs> and I just don't. It's for the moment. Okay. It, it's, it's a gimmick for the moment. And I'm not saying every film I go see, I'm talking about forever and ever. But I go in every, every time I go into a theater hoping it's one of those. Yeah, hoping well, it's the time I waited in line to watch The Lord of the Rings, or hoping it's the time that I waited and uh, watched The Matrix, and my buddy and I watched it, I think, three times in a row, because right. we were sneaking around, and you know, yeah. and, and it's just one of those experiences that you have in the cinema that you talk about, like my first movie, going to see you know The Lion King, and that's um, something I'll always remember, Right. Uh, going to see The Nightmare Before Christmas, probably would have been done in 3D now. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, didn't they redo it in 3D? Uh, uh, I think they did. I, think they I did. also think Corpse Bride came out in 3D. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just, to me, it's not, like I said, it doesn't leave a lasting impression with me. Okay. It's just nothing I'm going to take away from it. Uh, I yeah. think it cheapens it right. for the yeah. moment. Although will... the higher ticket price, it cheapens your experience. <laughs> that's, that's all i got to say about that. Well, I, <laughs> I will try and defend some 3D a little bit here, because I definitely agree, a lot of 3D, especially like you know, in the last 10 years, like even more so, uh, even longer than that, whatever, has been just the gimmick of this stuff is coming at you. I hate that. I mean, I, I ended up... Well, I tried to watch Spike is 3D in 3D in the UK because it was... My my mum had just got the disc through Blockbuster or whatever it was. We had it. We had nothing else to do. It was like, okay, let's sit here and watch it. And being in the UK, they don't s- seem to have hooked on to the fact that the US has a different 3D system than the UK does. So we had the wrong glasses. So it was pointless. Oh, <laughs> there's the word I was looking for. Pointless. Thank you, partner. Yes. Um, so I, I've always thought 3D, where it's coming at you, for the most part, it never works. So I can see that. Yeah, that I can, being I can a understand gimmick, that a little bit of depth. Yeah, depth the is the thing. Like, like I said, Avatar, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, those are the two films that I have seen in 3D that I felt it was taking the perspective aspect, taking it backwards rather than forwards. And that's what you need to use 3D for. And it needs to be a film that can actually be enhanced because of it. 
something like you know, trying to think of a random film like something like Spaceballs <laughs> fantastic film at no point in that film do you need to have an enhanced perspective of the background probably <laughs> um, and need to have it in 3D uh, but something like Avatar, where you've got such, such grandiose surroundings and the environment and stuff like that, like that, if you have it pushed out, and um, I, I always think they try and add a little bit more, like higher definition or something to a 3D film when they do that. Yeah, right. So, uh, like you know, which I guess your point would be just add that to the 2D version. Um, exactly. We have yeah. high def. We have digital. Hello. Yeah. But, you know, I, I just think that using it that way is good in films that can be enhanced by it. But just having a studio go, this is in 3D. No. Think well, about it, really. It, now it's just popularity. And every major film that comes out that's an action or supposed to make some money has to have a 3D version. Yeah. Ice Age 8 is going to be in 3D. You well, know it. Yeah, the Resident Kung Evil Kung Fu Panda films. is going to be in 3D. Yeah, the Resident Evil and films have been in 3D. I don't even know how popular those are anymore. It's just another one after another. Well, they're just all they're doing is looking to make their money in that first weekend, and they don't give a shit about yeah. what happens after that until DVD sales. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. I'm sorry. It's I. I, I just I would get frustrated with the business side of show business. That, yeah, and, that, that does hinder it somewhat. And that's why I, I think for a large part I seek out independent films and because I know so much of it they're making that and they struggled to get that film made. Not saying that there aren't those big successful films that didn't have their oh, yeah. hindrances that you know didn't have their struggles along the way, but you know the passions there on those filmmakers. Yeah, like uh, Mark Duplass and what he's doing right now. You know the had like three big independent films here with you know Safety yeah. Not Guaranteed and the Dodeca Pentathlon and. Yeah. There was, I think, another one in there. But, yeah, he and his brother, I mean, you, you know they're doing it because it's what they love. And yeah, it's just two I'm, I'm, I'm going to get a, hopefully, an honest, well-told story. Not always the case. A lot of independent film sucks ass. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it costs 300 bucks to make, and it sucks. Exactly. But... <laughs> You know, but I didn't you, mean to go on an independent yeah. movie uh, yeah. rant. But. Yeah, I mean, you just get you get the diamond in the rough when there's someone that is just doing it just for the love of it, and then mm. like it, it'll come out and you see it and you're like, this guy needs to be found in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and then give them bigger budgets. At which point and, they then start to lose see, control. And, 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 and it does make me sad. I think if any one of those, if a studio came up to any one of those aspiring directors and said, "Do you want to make my next film in 3D?" Each one of them would say. Fuck yes. <laughs> I have a feeling. Yeah. yeah not, not necessarily because they want to do it in 3D, but like, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. The studio has just come to me. Yes. And they'll do yes. the movie thing and they'll write a number down on a piece of paper and pass it over to him and he'll shit himself. And I will be right there. Yeah. I'm on board, the, sir. The good old animator suffering a fatal heart <laughs> Yeah, it's just there to make money. So go shell out your 15 to 20 bucks and let those... Fat assholes get fatter and richer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we probably should get off the 3D at this point. <laughs> yeah, you know, let's try to end it a little more positively. Uh, well, with the ratings. <laughs> well, let's review it. <laughs> It'll be a little lighter. Uh, well, okay, in that case, you, I'll have you go first. You want me to rate there. first? All right. If we're now, ending on a lighter note, I really, uh, yeah, really quick overview. It's, it's, uh, it's your first episode. Scale from, starts at zero. That's perfect. Goes down to negative. 20? Yeah, unless we come across a film that really needs to go further. <laughs> I think, yeah. Yeah, negative 20, I don't know. I think that's low enough. But uh, right, I yeah. am going to rate this one at a... I'll go with my favorite number, a minus 13. 
Minus 13. All right. Um, and yeah, just uh, hit, we did, my favorite number is positive 13, <laughs> by the way. That'd be a really weird negative number. Yeah. <laughs> negative. I, I like that. I, I might pick a random negative number to be my favorite. <laughs> yeah. And just, uh, again, for those of you that haven't heard the other two podcasts, that is going minus 0.1, 0.2, 0.3, 0.4, 0. 0.5. And then one, one point five, two, <laughs> and he's gone down to thirteen, folks. I was, yeah, <laughs> I was thinking maybe ten or eleven, but I'm like, yeah, that's a little again. worse than I thought. I think yeah. so. Yeah, minus thirteen. All right, definitely not a seventy-six percent in my mind. Oh no, on rotten. <laughs> so yours, sir? Oh, I will say, I mean, yeah, I didn't mind the fact that it was in three D. But then again, yeah, the I film. don't mind that for the most <laughs> part. So I like, yeah, I feel mine will be one or two points higher just because of that. But uh, as a film, um, no, without the 3D, I think I'm going minus 14. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay, <laughs> so the 3D did help for you. <laughs> the logos brought it up a whole point. Oh, there we go. <laughs> All right, um, but yeah, I I do feel as a film, obviously, I went over a couple of my sort of major almost not plot holes but just things that annoyed me about what they did with the plot i'm gonna go with a minus 8.5 because i didn't feel it was a absolutely terrible film and will you see it again (laughs) in Will, I will you go out of your way? Like uh, I will not, not go like, out of my way to okay. watch again. However, I'm not, not like adverse. if you're at someone's house or yeah. if it's on, it, you can't I'm, help if you see it. I'm not that, adverse but... to see it again. I don't mind sitting down watching mm. it. I, I'm not going to go out searching for a 3D showing of the film again. No. But as, as, yeah, as we said, didn't add to it, but whatever. And yeah. I felt it was one of the Hollywood trying to do an action film and trying not to do the action film they've always done and it hasn't quite worked out it's they've gone for stylistic and the stylistic Which, you know, violence and stuff like that's that that's what you want fine has, and, and I, I think the stylistic violence has been done better in other films oh, which is the yeah. problem with like they're like oh we're gonna go with 3D which will make the stylistic a bit better no you need to have excellent stylistic violence mm. to even and attempt and a good know. story in place <laughs> yeah true and characters you care about how about that <laughs> <laughs> a little backstory on some care, but you know. So minus thirteen for me, minus, minus eight point five for Paul, and uh, I think that's it. I think huh? we're gonna wrap this uh, dog and pony show up. All right. Well, um, I've been Paul, and I am still Brian. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>